speaking on the spiritual man because the most important thing in life here is after doing everything the owner or God will say well done a faithful servant but he cannot say well done if you have not done what he said you should do Sometimes you can bring your own agenda to church to fulfill your agenda. That's good. But you are not rewarded by you fulfilling what you want to do, but by fulfilling the one who employed you to do. You cannot just go to the office and do what you want to do. There's a target given to you. If you're able to finish the target, even if the man doesn't like you, uh, he'll give you something. You get it? You can also serve and prepare tea for your master, your boss, run around and do errand work for your master and leave the main work that is done, giving you, at the end of the year, there is nothing on your record that you have done something. So when Paul met God, Jesus first, the first question he asked, what he, he requested from Jesus, that Lord, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Not God, this is the one I want you to do for me. <laughs> Say, what do you want me to do for you? For you, I thought Jesus will tell him straight. There, Paul, I give you all the plan in your life. He just gave him a clue. Are you going to preach my word? So, but, so he trembling and suddenly said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into what? the city, and you will do what? Be told what you must do. Ah. He asked God a question. And God said, go to another place. The answer is there. <laughs> Couldn't God have spoken to him directly that Paul, this is what I want you to do for me. Most of us are in such situation. We've asked God, we are praying God to know to God to know what we ought to do. But sometimes what God tells you that 
go to church on Sunday. In the preaching, you will find something which is related to your life. Go to a city. Go there. There's a human being like you who will speak by my spirit and give you guidance. So sometimes the way God leads, he leads through human beings. Sometimes what you need to do is to be, to position yourself in the spirit that when God speaks through somebody, you will know this is God speaking. God has been speaking to us all the time. Sometimes it's not even in church. I'll be walking, we'll be sitting down, just people chatting. Sometimes somebody, you're creating a joke. Then somebody says something, bring a certain things, and the thing hit you. You know this thing is a truth, a revelation to me. Don't let us put God in a box. And that is why we feel God is not speaking. God is speaking all the time. But we are in the flesh, always busy about the fleshy things. And because of that, when even God speaks, we don't hear. That is why I'm spending much time to talk and to reveal and to speak to you about you yourself. Because you all know if you're in this church, you know you are not only a body. If it's a body, some of us might be disadvantaged. Because our bodies, we don't even determine how tall we should be. How many of you know that? Sometimes it is determined by who gave birth to you. <laughs> and you didn't determine your father, you didn't determine your mother. Sometimes some genetic thing passes through you and the body picks it. Yes, those things can affect my body, my outward looking, but the inward looking, you can determine how it should be. I might not be a giant physically, but I can be a giant spiritually. I might not, excuse me to say, look very handsome. I may not have all this. Some of us, when we do all the exercise, still our body don't become what it should be. Some of us can eat all kind of food. It will burn. You don't need to exercise. The thing will burn. Like I said, there was some friend, some gentleman. When you see the food in front of him, and when he eats, and you look at the man sitting down, you can't believe that he's the one. Some people eat very little and they begin to put up weight. 
Some will eat. Like somebody said, any food I can lift with my hands, I can eat it. So physically, people exercise to give our body strength, isn't it? Sometime early in the morning when you go out, you see people running. Anytime I see people running, especially in Ghana here, early in the morning, 4.35 o'clock, it means the doctor have told them that they are going to die. The guy is always in the house. The one day he goes to the hospital and they say, hey, you need to bend this one. You need to, do, you need to exercise this one. And they give him his medical report that your body is uh, going to a certain level. We discipline ourselves because we don't want to die. This body to die. You get up, you don't want to sleep, but you get up very early. You walk and you run and sometimes you, the food even you eat, not the food you like. How you know that? Sometimes the food you like, you can eat. God said, I will satisfy you. Your mouth with good things. And your mouth is desiring trophy. But you look at the medical report. Yeah, this trophy, if I take it, I'm going to my grave. You see, you want, not that you don't want to eat, you want to eat, your appetite is up for certain things. You want to eat fufu, banku, kenkei, 10 a.m. At 10 p.m., you've closed, you are hungry, you want to from fufu to box yourself, but you look at your medical report. And you feel all your intestine. I'm making all kind of music. Some of you will eat the grass, which I call veg. You eat small. Even the meat, you measure it. Ow! When you were young, you were fighting for big meat. Now you can buy the meat and you have the meat. And now you are putting a tape on it. You are measuring it with a uh, with a scale. Say, take a finger. Some of us like rice. Say, the day you eat rice, your sugar will go up. You see rice. Jollof. Like how Moses saw the promised land. By your foot. Can't step on. A dear life in the delivery. With even this, we discipline ourselves. 
to make sure that not what we like, but what is good for us. But when it comes to spiritual life, we don't apply the same measure. That there are certain things that can disease your spirit. The scriptures have aligned them, but they are the junk we want to eat. Oh, pastor, prophet, what are you saying? When it comes to the physical, people discipline themselves. But when it comes to the spiritual, we let ourselves go in the name of grace. Auntie Grace. Oh, by grace. Do we have to continue to sin so that grace will abound? We need to look at what our spirit needs. Because this body which we spend all our time for will one day become dust. How many of you know that? The one that will live forever is the one we must take very good care of. The spirit man never dies. The physical body can decay, but the spiritual man will never die. You can kill this body that is standing here, but the spirit within, you can never, never, never kill it. It is good for us to feed Our spirit man, you know, our body, our physical body, if we want it to be healthy, you must eat balanced diet, good, isn't it? You must exercise, isn't it? Oh, good food, good exercise, and all that, and the mind also can affect it. I told you that in between the spirit and the body, there's what I call the soul. And it is, if the spirit controls your mind or your soul, it makes you live a certain kind of life. If your body controls your mind and soul, there's a body control man and the spirit control man. When the spirit controls a man, he's able to know the direction of God. He's able to walk to where God wanted to be. He's able to succeed in God's way. He's able to withstand. But if the body controls a man, that is where 
you do what you feel your body should do. Any evil thing can come into your mind. Somebody tell me, I feel like I'm a woman. The thank God is a feeling. I ask the person, if you feel like, have you ever felt like killing yourself before? He said, yes. He said, did you kill yourself? He said, no. He said, sometimes at the point, you are, people are up, they feel like jumping down. <laughs> but they calculate the thing. And look at the consequences. And say, I don't have to jump down. Sometimes, you don't feel like going to work. How many of you know that sometimes you don't feel like going to work? You get up, you don't feel like going. The body tells you, hey, today, why don't you, it's raining. But for your information, I cry here. The rain doesn't rain everywhere at all times. Sometimes you think it's raining at your place. By the time you get to your workplace, the sun is hidden. So rain should not be excuse. Sirene, or to let me sleep small. You can also tell your body, I will get up. If you feel like eating some things, sometimes you can tell yourself, I cannot. Self-control is one of the greatest things for a believer. Because of lack of self-control, that is why you can find corruption all over. Control, self-control. I think that my first this is to our spirit is very important when it controls the self. That is when. When everybody is doing something. When I say corruption, I'm not talking about money alone. You can cor- your mind can get corrupted. Your work can be corrupted. The way you talk can be corrupted. Your mind can be corrupted. But when your spirit is very strong, what happens is that you make proper choices. It doesn't mean that temptation will not come into your mind. After the temptation, it will come. But even Jesus was tempted. How many of you know that? But he did not yield. His spirit took control. He saw food. He saw that he had power. And he can turn the stone to bread. How many of you know that? He had the ability to turn the stone to what? To bread. He should have done it. Not only turn it to the bread, because he will not be tempted just to turn a stone to bread. He will be tempted because he's hungry. The Bible said he had fasted for how many days? If you haven't eaten for 40 days and you have power, to turn a stone to the bread you like, what will you do? 
He knows that life is not just there. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. But this word that is coming to me is not from the mouth of God. It's from the mouth of Satan. So Satan, number one, you have failed. No, the devil, he, he doesn't go and come. Oh, he will go and come again. He came the second time. First, he used his felt need. Jesus felt need was, he was hungry. So the first temptation, the strongest temptation the devil will bring first is your felt need. That felt need, you have reason why you did it. There is a reason if he should turn it, the stone into bread, there's a genuine reason. He's hungry. Prophet, God hasn't given me a husband. He hasn't given me a wife. I've prayed, I didn't have it. But my body is telling me, mm, 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 mm. We know the body is telling you. But that is the first need. Will you sell your birthright just because you are hungry? Someone's followed his flesh, his first felt need. Everybody has got a felt need. Sometimes people push to churches because of their felt need. Because he doesn't have a job. And he thinks when he go a pastor pray, he will get a job. So he goes there. Pray. He will pray like heaven. Uh, You pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Every prayer meeting you see him there. Let him get a job. The felt need have been met. So this this prayer meeting quite a dozen. He said now the prayer meetings there are a lot. Now there's traffic. Now you have excuses. But when a felt need is pressing you, there's no excuse. So he overcame the immediate pressing need in our life. Then the second one came. You know the second one? Second temptation came. Then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. This one, the friend this one, your life does not even depend on it. This one, you want to become, sometimes people want, you start working because you, that you want to survive. But after having enough, then now you want to make show off. He said, I want you to look at it. Show him all the things. And let's look at what he told him. And the devil said to him, all this authority I give to you and their glory for this has been delivered to me 
and I give it to whomsoever I wish. He said, I am going to give it to you, the glory of the world. I will make you the president of the United States. I will make you this. You will be that. You will be that. How many of you will not take it? It's not your first need, but it's to make you feel good. It's to make you feel that you too, you have arrived. So he took him to that level. That one to Jesus overcame. Finally, he took him to the third level. This is spiritual Jesus. Spiritual men look at the spiritual consequences. They don't just look at what they are going to eat today. They look at tomorrow. They look at what is going to happen. Jesus said, look, this thing, when you give it to me, that is the end. But when I take it for you, from you, it belongs to me and for my children forever and ever. The third one, he took him. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. What will Jesus gain if he throws himself down? Will he, does he need to throw himself down? Huh? Those things are not felt need. It doesn't matter. It's not a pressing need in your life. It doesn't add value. The first one adds value. You are hungry. You want survival. You want the body to live. The second one, beauty. You want glory. And that is how most of us, we work. Sometimes you can even build a church because you want glory. People can sell their ministry for the glory. People can sell their offices for glory. He said, fall down. And this is a temptation which we should be able to say no. But sometimes you want to test and try. So that people say, this is the man who jumped from the pinnacle and landed and nothing happened to him. God's angel held him. I remember some, some time, some journalist came to me. It was in December. He said, prophet, tell us what, who is going to die next year. I said, what are you asking? I will tell you who is going to live. He said, but, but you, you don't talk who is, somebody is going to die. Somebody. I said, I pray Whenever I pray, I pray for people to live. If I see you are going to die and I say it, what will I gain? If God revealed to me, it means let me pray for that person. It's a work for me to do with God to redeem you. I am a redemptive prophet. So never think I will prophesy that prophecy. If I was going to prophesy that, it should be the COVID that I should prophesy. But none of them. 
prophesied that COVID was going to kill people. That should have been a major prophecy. That should put the world that some people, some things are at work, some demonic forces are at work tricks. But the church was asleep thinking about individuals who seems they will die. All of us will die. Oh, you don't know? Some of you don't want me to say that. Jesus died for us. But one day, all of us will live. So I pray that you fulfill. Don't follow your felt need. Don't follow afefedi or things to please people. Don't follow. Stand by your conviction, the conviction of your spirit. If this is what God has spoken to you, this is what God has placed in your heart, there will be difficulties. People will come and tempt you. You will be tested in that one. Don't give a stand as a Christian. Did you hear what I said? I said do what? If you have to compromise to have a position, reject the position. Tell the person who is giving the position that this is what I stand for. If you want me to do your work, then don't interfere when I'm doing it. If you interfere, I'll resign. And gracefully resign. You have a problem. They will stop your finances. They will block all your path. But God will be with you. We need both people as Christians to stand. We are the salt of the world. But the salt is losing a taste. Let us dictate to the world that we can be trusted, that we can still stand righteous, upright in the midst of this doom world. We can be a light that people can see in the middle of darkness and move towards. That when people are giving up, they will look at this man's life as a this man, he didn't compromise. Me too, if I don't compromise, I will live. I mean, if I have to die, I will die. I will say, for sure. So thank you very much. Build your spirit. Tell someone to build your spirit. I will continue to talk about the building of the spirit because I want you to become spiritual giant. How many want to become a spiritual giant? Great. I want you to become a spiritual giant, the spiritual giant that can overcome all the demons all around in the world. Uh, a spiritual giant that is sensitive to the voice of God. When people will not deceive you, with a certain kind of voice that when God speaks, your spirit will pick it everywhere you go. And that is my desire that every church member here will understand and hear the voice of the one who called him. God bless you. We have come with